Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of Night Talk, the video version. Today, we are going to be talking about scary and odd things found on Reddit. Before we get into that, though, let's get into some commercials. Follow all the social media to keep updated on when we post new content. The link is on the screen and also in the, in the description. Remember to subscribe to this channel for more video podcast episodes coming every Thursday. Also subscribe to the, the audio podcast on anywhere you get your podcasts. We post there every Sunday. And but it's new, it's new and different content than the video version. So yeah, either way, you'll get new content. Woohoo! <laughs> um, watch my new short film, That Girl. It is linked on the screen in the description, and also the front cover of it is on the screen. Also, I'm very proud of it. Proud of this this film, you guys. Please go watch it if um, if you want. Please, please, please go watch it. I'm very proud of it. It is a paranormal thriller kind of film, like short film. It's like three minutes long. It doesn't take long to watch. It's really, it's really good. I, 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 like I said, I'm very proud of it. So please go watch it. Like I said, the link will be in the description with everything else. Okay, abortion is healthcare. Keep abortion safe and legal. The recent news about Roe versus Wade possibly being overturned is uh, overturned is so heartbreaking. I feel for so many people that are scared right now. Abortions are illegal yet, though, but there are many states restricting it past a certain amount of time. Unfortunately, here are some resources and information if you are needing one. I will also leave them linked in the description as well. Prochoice.org and PlannedParenthood.org. They're both great choices. They're not the only choices, but there are some good choices that I found. So I will leave those linked. And if you find any other resources, comment those in the comment section. Um, also, mental health resources, because mental health is also healthcare. Uh, call 911 if you're in immediate danger. S-A-M-H-S-A, sorry about my stutter, substance, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration National Helpline. It's 1-800-662-4357. National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That is 1-800-273-8255. The crisis text line is text hello to H, I'm sorry, text hello to 741741. Um, the mental health first aid, that uh, there's the link there and also that will also be in the description. The LGBT national hotline, that's 888-843-4564. These will all be linked in description, like I said, with the abortion resources. It'll be the abortion resources first, then the mental health resources. So you guys will see it. Um, there is a there is a few trigger warnings for this video. There is a very various pieces of disturbing content in this video. Things like graphic murders and witnessing someone's final moments, and other odd and creepy cases like that. Sorry, my nose is itchy. <laughs> anyway, if you can't handle that uh, that at all, it's okay. The the trigger warnings. I mean, if you can't handle that at all, it's okay. There will be a ton more episodes coming your way, so no worries. I'll see you for the next one. 
Alrighty, let's get into the episode. Part one of the episode, five strange photos with disturbing backstories. Odd photo number one, unexpected last photo. The last image of Keith Spassford, a 14-year-old Australian boy who wanted to explore the world. So he snuck into a plane real well, it, it, real well. it opened in midair and the boy fell out. On that same morning, unaware of a tragedy that was about to unfold in front of him, amateur photographer John Gilpin was taking photos of the airport. Even after Keith fell, Mr. Gilpin was oblivious to the tragedy he had captured. It was not until one week later when he had his film developed, he saw the, the now infamous image that must have been terrifying to, to discover. To, uh, to, to discover. Um, thank you to the posters that posted this on Reddit in this in the subreddit. Odd photo number two, Samantha Cohen. The text in the photo tells the story for itself. It's a really creepy case and makes my skin crawl. And I'll read the text now. Serial killer Israel Kayes demanded a ransom from the family of Samantha Cohen who, uh, using this photo as evidence that she was still alive. However, in the photo above, Samantha had already been killed and posed with a newspaper. The family paid the ransom only to discover that she'd already been murdered. Isn't that insane? Oh, it makes my skin crawl. I mean, come on. Odd photo number three forbidden marriage. This photo looks like a normal picture, correct? It looks like a normal wedding picture, correct? The only thing wrong with that picture is that the people that got married in the middle that are both wearing black are father and daughter. Father and daughter, I mean, what? What? The insanity that people do these days, I mean, come on. Odd photo number four, 9-11. This is a photo of a falling man who fell gracefully out of the Twin Towers on 9-11. Auto photo number five, Selena. That's the photo. Recognize them too? This isn't Selena's last photo, but this photo is still quite disturbing. This is because two years later, the woman on the right named Yolanda Saldivar, excuse me if I mispronounced that, the president of Selena's fan club in 92 to 93. She was considered more like a friend to Selena. She shot and killed Selena in Texas on March 31st, 1995. Selena was only 23 years old. All right, let's get into part two of this video. Four strange and mysterious cases found on Reddit. Part one, this is the first case. 
the August, the, the Austin yogurt shop murders, excuse my, um, my stutter. Um, I'm not going to read all of it because it's a long case, but I'll probably just read through the crime specifically, and then I'll leave the link in the, in the, the, the description of the full case that is on Reddit so you guys can read it for yourself, but I'll probably just read the crime part. So let's go ahead and do that. Sometime before 11 p.m. on the night of December 6, 1991, Jennifer Harbison, 17 years old, Eliza Thomas, also 17 years old, Sarah Harbison, 15 years old, and Amy Ayers, 13 years old, were forced into a storage room at the back of the yogurt shop, the Augustine yogurt shop. Yeah, um, they were ordered to disrobe and subsequently bound with their with their own clothing. At some point, Amy was separated from the other girls, taken into another section of the back room and was sexually assaulted. All of the girls had been shot in the back of the head, with Amy being shot twice and Jennifer, Eliza and Sarah only being shot once. After the girls had been shot, the gunman, the gunman or gunmen, gathered various items from the storage area, including paper plates, cups, and cardboard. They then doused the items and the girls in lighter fluid and set the store, the girls, and the items on fire. The flames were so intense, it was reported that the top rungs of a heavy aluminum ladder in the back of the storage of the, of, of the store had melted. At, at approximately 11.45 p.m., a police officer on routine patrol saw smoke coming from the building and, noticed and notified the, the fire department. When first responders arrived on scene, the front door was still locked as would have been proper procedure when closing the yogurt shop. Due to intensity of the fire the, and the amount of water which was needed to extinguish the flames, most of the evidence which, would, which could have pointed to the girls' killers or killers, killer or killers, sorry, were, was destroyed, which severely hampered the investigation. Um, once the flames were extinguished, the bodies of the girls were discovered, badly burned, naked, and bound with their own clothing, legs spread and shot in the head. Three of the girls, Jennifer, Eliza, and Sarah, were burned so badly that the bodies melted into the scene. They were beyond recognition, not even, not even the race was obvious. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's so insane. Two of the bodies were found stacked on top of one another. It was unclear if the force of the water used to extinguish the flames had caused this or if the killers or killer or killers, sorry, had placed the bodies in, the, in that matter. Investigators also discovered that there, that there was about $540 missing from the register. Two guns are, are believed to have been used in the crime. Isn't that insane? If you guys want to find out more information, I'll leave links so you guys can do some research for yourself. And this is just the rest of the case. Okay. Odd thing at number two, Heather Teague. In 1995, Heather Teague was dragged by her hair into the woods by a man wearing a wig and a mosquito net. Her disappearance has never been solved. Seeing this post led me to want to do some more research on this case. It's intense for sure. Here's what happened. 
On August 26, 1995, Heather was sunbathing on Newburgh Beach in Henderson County, Kentucky. Timothy, a man that lived close by that saw this occurring, said he saw a Caucasian male approach Heather allegedly grabbed her hair by grabbed her by her hair and dragged her into the woods off of Newburgh Beach at gunpoint. The witness described this man as approximately six feet tall, weighed between 210 to 230 pounds, um, had brown hair and a bush and a bushy brown beard. The, the witness also described the man as wearing jeans, but no shirt, yet also oddly wearing a wig and a mosquito net as well, which is very odd. Following this, get, this getting reported, police investigated the whole beach and found her clothing, but nothing about her whereabouts at all. Heather has not been seen since. A local farmer filming unrelated crop vandalism saw Heather's car and a red and white Ford Bronco parked next to it. People think that the car may, may have been connected with the case. A man named Marvin Ray Dill was pulled over in that very same car and immediately was a suspect. He was pulled over during a routine traffic stop. During this traffic stop, authorities found multiple things that, that, looked, that looked suspicious. The truck also had blood on the inside tailgate. Also, the composite sketch that was made looked a lot like Dill. In August of 1995, investigators received multiple tips that led Dill to being a main suspect in the case. When the investigators went to go question Dill, he was found dead. He had committed suicide by shooting himself in the head before authorities could get there. After his suicide, more evidence was compiled against Dill, but his wife didn't, didn't want to testify against him. She didn't, she did this because she did this by specifically invoking her Fifth Amendment rights. Sorry. After there were multiple, after there were multiple other suspects, but both of them pled guilty to other crimes they committed and died for those, so they were ruled out. As of August of 2018, this case remains unsolved. And if and if Heather was still alive today, she would be 46 years old. Okay. Odd case number three: the fire lady. This is a, a really short one. This, this was um, submitted by Ronan the Rat. This was when I was around four or five, maybe. I remember I would always use, I would always use to lay in bed and see the, see the thing that I called the fire lady. She used to sit in my bed and just watch me. She was wondering, she was in a wedding dress that was burning up with the flames coming off her. I was, I, I, I always used to go to my older sister because I couldn't sleep. I remember she used to sit there looking at me with fully black eyes whispering stuff. I couldn't remember what she was whispering or if I could even understand it, but she always kneeled down next to my bed or be in the corner of my room. Has anyone else had ha ha this happen? I saw this on Reddit and I had to put it put this in here because this is a really interesting story. 
Odd case number four, the most disturbing murder I have ever heard of. This is the last case and probably the most disturbing. So viewer discretion is advised. The most disturbing true story ever. Okay. So I'm probably just going to read the Reddit text. And if you guys want to uh, go into more of it, I will leave the link. Uh, I will leave links in the description of what actually happened here because this case is just so insane. Junko Furuta was an Asian girl who was abducted and repeatedly tortured, raped, and beaten for 28 days until she was murdered and her body was burnt. She was 16 years old, and what they did to her, tor to her, uh, what they did to, to torture her was horrendous. When I read this, I was mortified by it, but also intrigued, so I had to find out more. When I did, there was so much to uncover. Here are the key elements of the case. I'm going to read the key elements and then we're, we'll move on. Junko Furuta's life changed on November of 1988. According to allthat'sinteresting.com, at, at the time, her future kidnapper, Hiroshi Mayano, was, was known as the school, the school bully, often bragging about his connection, connections to the Yazuka. According to some of their classmates, Mayano had developed somewhat of a crush on Furuta and was enraged when she, was, when she turned him down. After all, no one had ever dared to reject him, especially after he told them of his Yazuka, Yakuza friends. Sorry for mispronouncing that. A few days after the rejection, Miyano and Minato were hanging around a local park in Misato, preying and innocent, preying on innocent women. As experienced gang rapists, Miyano and Minato were experts at spotting potential targets. Around 8.30 p.m., the boys noticed Junko Furuta on her bicycle. At the time, she was on her way home from her job. Minato kicked Furuta, Furuta off of her bike, creating a diversion, at which point Mayano stepped in, pretending to be an innocent and cornered by concerned bystander. After helping her up, he asked her if she wanted an escort home, which Furuta unwittingly, unwittingly accepted. She never was seen by her loved ones again. Sorry about that, meow again, my cat is being fun. <laughs> okay, um, odd case number four continued. Junko's 44 days of hell. This was where these, these boys subjected her to so much torture, it was insane. They, ra they raped her over 44, I mean, not 44, over 40, over 400 times, sorry, they raped her over 400 times and was abused and assaulted in so many different ways. It's really quite disturbing. I honestly can't share the, how disturbing it is because it goes so disturbing. I will leave the links in, this, in the description if you guys want to hear what actually happened, but I warn you, it's, it's really disturbing. Just, I warn you if you go looking for this case. And here's a picture of her kidnappers. 
Unfortunately, to make things worse, this could have been prevented. Police were called twice, but both times were dismissed. Isn't that insane? The second time the police were called, Junko was able to do it by herself, but the boys caught her. They, pushed, they punished her by dousing her legs in lighter fluid and set her on fire. On January 4th, 1989, Junko's captors finally murdered her. They tortured her some more and killed her when she beat them in a game of Mohong. Mohong. Scared of being charged with murder, they put her body in a 55-gallon drum, filled it with concrete, and dropped it on a cement truck. Isn't that insane? The boys were caught and arrested, but were given surprisingly light sentences. Mayano got 20 years. His first minion got five to nine years. His second minion got five to 10 years. And his third and final minion got five to seven years. They were eventually released. And unfortunately, Junko's family never actually got justice for, his, for this horrendous case that these people convicted against their daughter, their family member. It's insane. Those pictures combined with the cases I found on Reddit made me really love it because of how resourceful it is. Some of these cases are so insane that I probably wouldn't have been able to find them if it hadn't been for Reddit. I hope you guys like the video and the new version of the podcast. I'm excited to release more content for you guys. That is all I have for today's video. Follow all the social media, like I said earlier, to keep posted on when we post new episodes. Link in the description. Thank you for watching. This is Joey signing out.